tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own Explosive Entertainment. Explosive Entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langser. Um, okay, so we are Mastering Mitzvahs. This is episode number 62. Uh, doing it live on Facebook. A uh, little bit of Instagram streaming right now as well from our dear friend who we're going to introduce in a few minutes. And uh, of course, doing it live on Facebook now, uh, the video uh, stream uh, are something fairly new to us since these COVID changes. Um, you know. Dylan, it's always a pleasure to have you. And it started with Jordan and I a couple of weeks back, and well, actually a year back, and uh, now you're a regular piece of this thing. Yeah, it was, like your, it was your mistake. Actually, the glue now, Mikey. Yeah, he, he is the, the the brainchild to making this thing happen. Um, but Way to without make any further, replaceable dude. Nice job. Yeah, without any further ado, why don't we introduce our guest, uh, Heidi from Innovative Party Planners. Sure. Um, and from Mitzvah Pros, so you are the self-proclaimed Mitzvah Queen, you say? I, well, um, a friend of mine in Baltimore, Andrew Zill, kind of gives me that title, but... I, I know you very well, though. Do you, do you have a tiara? I got my crown. It's called my new podcasting uh, outfit. <laughs> nice. Why don't you uh, just give us a little of your background and tell our listeners who you are, what you're all about. Your show's not long enough for my background, but I'll give you a <laughs> recap. <laughs> I've been around a long time, and you know what? It's it's really time to get to the beauty parlor. Uh, salon, excuse me. Beauty parlor shows my age. So uh, 23 years ago, I had a great friend, and she and I started a, uh event design company together. I'm going to end my, my video on uh, Instagram. They're going to have to go over to Facebook because I think we got feedback. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I was a parent association president. <clears throat> allergies at a private day school and the woman I started the business with Zazi was also the parent association president right before me and she and I just kept doing events at school so we started our own company Zazi and Heidi innovative party planners okay. um about oh, I guess 10 years ago we dropped the name Zazi and Heidi and we stuck with innovative party planners. We rebranded the whole business. And then about five years ago, I met Bryn. Sazi retired. I took over the whole business. Bryn at the same time was looking for a mentor. She's from Northern Virginia and she had to go a little far North. Nobody in DC wanted to mentor her. And I was like, come on over to Baltimore. And ever since then, she and I have been tinkering around with this mitzvah pros idea. We've had a Facebook page and our goal is to educate the vendors and bring them together in the industry. We have nothing like it. There's wedding everything, but there's really nothing for mitzvahs. Uh, you know, there's a couple online publications that if you're looking for vendors, you can find, but there's nothing for vendors to gather together. So that's so our goal. So let, spot on, by the way. Let me jump in. Just a quick second. Bryn is from Pop Color Events, um, and I believe she's going to be on this show next week if all works out. Uh, so our listeners will get a chance to meet her as well. Um, so it, it, 
I think what's so neat is that the two of you can be competitors, but you also are strategically aligned. And I think that's going to be a big topic for us later in this cast is how vendors should be working together. So, but Mitzvah Pros is, you were telling us yesterday that you have another angle on it for uh, families. Is that right? That is correct. We are actually in the process of getting our website up. And we, our goal is to draw families in for education as well. So about four weeks ago, there was a comment on one of the many million Facebook pages, all the parents hang out. And the mom was like, I have my bar mitzvah in February and I'm nervous. Like, do I can't postpone it now? What do I do? And, you know, this is our world right now. We're all looking at what's happening and when things are going to open and I, you know, this is one of those sites where it's like no vendors allowed. And I was very careful because I thought I'm going to get either welcomed or I'm going to get kicked off. And it's important for us to know what parents need. And I, I'm on there just for that. I'm not there to sell. So I went and I said, look, I'm uh, working on a idea of educating parents and now more than ever i really think vendors and parents need to open up the conversation and we need to have an honest understanding of what's going on in the event industry and what's going on in your minds so we can help you are you interested in talking with a couple vendors and maybe getting an inside story and with that one post within minutes I want to join that. I want to join that. I want to join that. 20 hours later, Brent and I were on with 25 parents. Wow. On a session, kind of like we do with Mitzvah Pros every Monday. And I don't think I slept that night. I wrote, you know, a whole script. I wanted to inform them why they need to kind of think about a plan B right now. Don't execute it, but have it in your back pocket. And what options plan B could look like. At the same time, I'm studying what a virtual event or a hybrid event could look like and want to be able to give options. So the people that then saw we did this who didn't come, where's the recording? Can we come? And the information is changing so quickly right now that that recording felt old a week later. So we opened it up again to more parents. And two weeks later, again, to more parents. And every single time I have to rewrite the script. That's well, how quickly it's changing. I, I, I got to stop you there because it, th that point needs to be driven home, how quickly things are changing. Um, we put some content on our website uh, a month ago and I looked at it and I said, oh my God, this is so over, you know, out outdated now. So Times are changing real quick and like uh, literally like by the minute, and, by the and, day, by the day. And I, nobody, I, yeah. nobody has the answers right now. I, I actually emailed a, uh, one of our senators uh, two days ago. He emailed me back great, which instantly, which I thought was amazing. But he himself said, I'm looking for answers also. So, uh, you know, that that's a, you know, a tricky thing right now. Yeah. Uh, you want to grab the phone? It might be a client. Uh, it, it could be. It's probably a postman calling. I but I, I like your point that you wrote your senator because I've been writing everybody I know in the government, in the media, all the vendors. We connected this way. The more we communicate with each other, 
even if it's to say, I don't know, but best practice would tell me or what's coming down the line looks like. And the more we can get that information out to the world, uh, the better off we're all going to be. And that was why bringing mitzvah pros kind of out right now was so important to us. We feel like it's a great vehicle to do that. Yeah, yeah no doubt. And uh, so Jordan, <laughs> Jordan and I sat in on the mitzvah pros for the listeners uh, this past Monday and with about 75 professionals. Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. From all over the country. I mean, I was talking with somebody from Boston and minutes later, somebody from L.A. And um, it was very cool to see us all get to bonded together. And I think if anything positive is going to come out of this whole COVID craziness is the industry is going to be more united than it ever has been. And those who used to compete are now going to be more aligned. I agree with that, Mike. I I think it's a testament to see that how maybe months ago before this started, everybody was still kind of keeping to themselves about certain, you know, ideas and, you know, kind of hesitant to share. And it's so cool to see how that's flipped and how all the industry pros, regardless of what level, you could be two weeks, you know, a, a, a business owner or, or 20 years a business owner. It's, you know, we're all facing the same things. It's also great to see how different states and different areas of the country are weathering the same exact thing. So it's great to have, have all eyes and all hands and be able to be hands-on. And, and it's interesting you say that because I've never had the attitude to be competitive. I feel like it's um, cooperation over competition. The oh, more, yeah. you know, I've had event planners in my area where I've had to call them and I've needed help. I've, I had a truck breakdown and one of the large event companies was like, here, take my truck, a florist, take my truck. I just, I've always believed in giving and, and sharing. There's how many jobs are there every weekend? We cannot do them all. And the more we can have a, a, a higher level of service and a higher level of uh, backup, the better we're servicing our clients. So as, as soon as this whole thing happened with, you know, wow, every event's being postponed. When are they going to be back on? And let's talk to others around the country and find that out. And I called Bryn like week two. I was like, we got to get Mitzvah Pros up on online. I'm going to learn how to do this. <laughs> I was like, that's it. So I, I want to talk about virtual for a second. And Dylan, I'm going to pass to you because you're like the virtual king right now. The, um, I'm not ready for it. All right, go ahead. <laughs> we don't have a choice, Dylan. They're coming. All right. So, so They're coming. They're coming, Dylan. They are. We got to get ready. Dylan, can you paint the picture of the virtual event, that the, the virtual mitzvah that you have coming up uh, very soon that was you know, yeah. just yeah, we were very fortunate to have a family who was, they were tired of waiting. They were tired of the uncertainty. They were tired of the unavailability. And they said, we need a reason to celebrate. Um, and this family was a little bit more religious, a little bit more spiritual. And because of it, this is the product we sold them. And, and it ended up being perfect for them. Um, they want to have their bar mitzvah on a specific date, but they're not going to have a gathering. So we're obviously going to be streaming something for them. And here's what we're streaming. We have the rabbi and the cantor being plugged into us. We're providing them with cameras and microphones and teaching them how to stream. And then the bar mitzvah boy is actually going to be on the bima with, you know, his family. And that's it. The, the other people in the room are going to be the photographer, me, um, an assistant of mine. And then 
the youth group president who's going to open up the synagogue doors. We are streaming from the Bima his bar mitzvah ceremony while having the uh, cantor and the rabbi in the same cast. Then we're setting up a private Facebook page because that's what they—that's the vehicle they decided, as opposed to YouTube or Twitch uh, or a private web page. They are streaming it there and sending out evites so that the bar mitzvah is still going to happen on June thirteenth, and then some other time down the road, whether it's a eighth grade graduation um, party, if it's a sweet sixteen, they're going to celebrate in the traditional type of dance, uh, song and dance type of thing. But they are going to, without a doubt, do their ceremony that day. Um, and it's really cool. And then before we have a couple of interactions that we're going to go uh, during that. But they are doing the spiritual side of it first, live that day. Heidi, I want your opinion. But before I go to you, I need to stress for listeners, there's so much concern about the services being changed. I feel like that's one of the most popular things that I'm hearing is – you know, my son or daughter worked so long for so many years to get ready for this tour portion, and now they're not going to be able to do it or they have to start all over. So so what can we do? And I think, Dylan, you just answered, uh, you know, solve this problem for, you know, many families, uh, you know, yeah. um, and, and some people are delaying their parties right now. I spoke with somebody the other day that the party's in December. They don't want to have to go through the finishing touches of learning the half tour portion to then have to possibly reschedule again. So they're, they're pushing their party an entire year away solely based on uh, the reading. So um, Heidi, I know you're, you're a big advocate on virtual. So, you know, can you throw some uh, input in? Absolutely. Um, what I've seen are the parents, you know, opening up zoom and sharing it with everybody. And I feel like that's the DIY. They got it. And I love what you guys are doing because you're taking it up a notch. And I'm concerned that we're going to be doing these virtual services for a while. And I believe we owe our families the ability to take their service up a notch, not only for them, but for their guests. Because my feeling is if it's not engaging for the guest, they're going to go check their email. They're, you know, it's not like they're in shul. So the more we can create that feeling and do things beyond just looking at a screen, and I have lots of ideas for that, I think we can help parents take it up a notch or two. And, we and are also add, in Baltimore working on the same thing. So I want to tag onto that, Heidi, because I know on our end, we're trying our best to be as creative as possible over here. How are you conveying to the families and to, you know, the parents, the people that are like, how are you able to convey that? Obviously it's going to be different. It's not in person, but how are you conveying that energy? How are you, what are some things that you're using to convey that, Hey, this is still going to be an awesome time, you know, is it is it an equal substitute? Do you feel like it's, it's holding up to a? a it a is a personal room? conversation with each guest. Uh, right. Sorry, each of my clients. <clears throat> I think that first and foremost, in order to go from the the in person to a different kind of experience, we want to be able to keep the emotional and religious reasons for doing this first and in the front of our mind. So if the family's not comfortable with that, I wouldn't want to force it. I think they have to buy into it. 
and understand what it can be. I think it's so new right now that we can't even show them yet. You know, they're seeing maybe what others have done or they've been a Zoom participant. And I, I, all I can say to them is it's not going to feel like that. It's going to be a little bit more personal. It's it's funny that you mentioned that because that's exactly what uh, what we were talking about the other day is um, Zoom is great and I use Zoom every single day. But because I use it every single day, if I wanted to be entertained or engaged with, the last place I want to be is on the platform I was on for the last 10 hours. So what we're really advising is find another way to – wrap this gift of a, a service um we use a we use our version of of our casting and then i know that there's a lot of other ways to do it as well but find a way to create something a little bit more visually appealing beautiful uh, i wrote it in the chat so hoping that jordan or someone would see it that um if it's not visually appealing for the end user being your guests they have that opportunity to run over to their email. I mean, that's what they've been doing this whole time. Right. I can say right now that uh, when I am teaching on Zoom, I see my students' eyes waver and wander. And it's like, all right, I know you're no longer thinking about or me. Or they're not even in the chair anymore. Right. What, what, you think they don't, we don't know that? <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, going a step further, we're also looking at the possibility of giving them ways to celebrate online too because it's just the service right now but there's no reason why we can't bring together the same group later in the day and have the platform integrate some other incredible experiences you know i saw some of the stuff you guys are able to think about offering and it may not be that big party that they planned for and maybe that can still happen in a year but that day i feel like it's kind of weird to just go okay service is over we'll talk to you in a year Right. That's a good point. That's good. Uh, yeah, I feel like it needs an ending. And there's so many interesting ways. I'm actually in a class right now. And the class I just finished right before we started is about integrating different platforms. So the StreamYard, the Zoom, and bringing in a gaming or bringing in an app on your phone. And you know what we offer the kids may be different than what we offer the parents who just want to sit at a table and talk to their cousin from Minnesota. And while it's not sitting and talking in person, why can't we still talk in a different way? You know, through chat, through Q&A, through this. There's, according to what I'm learning from this first class from the event Leadership Institute is we are cutting edge going to do this. There isn't anything out there yet. Because all I keep it saying is, what's out there for social events? And the answer I'm getting is nothing. So yeah. it's up to us to do it. So to to double back on that, it's uh, so for the bar mitzvah ceremony that we're producing on June 13th. Um, beforehand, there's going to be a custom uh, countdown to the event, and during that countdown, there's going to be a real time you know trivia contest for all the viewers to participate in. And one of the questions in there is going to be building a word map about the bar mitzvah. Draw, you know, describe one word that, uh, or, or give us one word that describes uh, Noah. And then as the word map builds, it'll be showing up in real time. So we're making it interactive. And that's all just because I was talking to them. And we had no better way of entertaining our guests before the show. It's kind of like the previews. But you got it. You're engaging the guests. They're going to come in. They're going to, it's like walking in the shul early to 
you know, grab your seat, go to the bathroom, you know, whatever. So they're coming into this experience a little early so they don't miss it because us Jews are always on time. We're right now. Um, and then you're building the excitement. And I love how you're doing that. And Heidi, I think it's a testament to what you said yesterday in our chat that all you really need, not all you need, but a, a huge component of this is having a great host. That's, I, I really think is, is 60 to 70% of a successful cast. I agree. Having a personality, a, 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 somebody that can tie it all together and make it fun. And even though we can't physically be in front of each other, you can still feel my energy coming through this screen. Well, and the host can also facilitate because one thing that we all do, you guys as the entertainers and us as party planners, is we respond to an event. So the difference between a live event, which I feel like is theater that you're creating with the cast being the guests of honor and the attendees not having a script but getting cues, it's really doing it now with TV or cinema on tele, you know, this way. But we still need someone there to react to the guests' needs right. or to the cues we're getting. Because this is live, you know, go back to the early days of live TV and God only knows what went wrong. Um, you know, we've got to be able to cover it quick and and guide everybody in the right direction. So first by drawing them and engaging them with the idea of the word cloud you're building is brilliant. Trivia games, whatever you can do. Um, but the other thing that's hard is you have adults and you have kids and they might need to be engaged differently. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think we have to get a little creative. Our audience, it's not a corporate event where they're coming and, you know, all See, looking for the same thing. The Zoom feature, that, that breakout room Zoom feature is cool. Like, I love that feature. I wish this platform allotted for something like that, like, like StreamYard would or, you know, that's such a cool. That's the integration perk. component is being able to integrate the right. best of different platforms and combining them. Now, one thing is it comes with a price tag because these platforms cost money to be used. They're based on the size of the audience, how long you need it, how often you're going to repeat it. It's a one-time event. Mm -hmm. And then you need a tech, like Dan, you know, Dylan's back there running it, and you need a host. Job, and yeah. I think that's the part that the, the Zoom by DIY is missing. And I think with that, it's a more professional production. It's like doing a backyard barbecue versus going to a venue that's fully polished and your event is just so different. There, there's a lot of uh, planning and there's actually a lot of risk that goes into being the producer of these because, you know, all eyes are on us if something goes out. So, you know, I know Dylan already increased all the uh, the internet speeds in his house and increased the equipment. He's, he, I know you can't see it now, but he's got five computer screens in front of him. And <laughs> uh, I mean, that that is a reality to why there is a charge behind this. But I wanted to share something because we're, we're right on the topic. Um, Dylan, if you could bring up the screen, uh, Cutie Patootie, who I believe is in this uh, Mitzvah Yes, program. from North Carolina. She's a graphic designer, but she's yeah, been she assembling, you know, different things for us all. We we shared this on our uh, Facebook page just the other day. I absolutely loved it. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, you can't see what this says, so I'm going to just read the top of it. But it just says, Zoom Mitzvah ideas and some fun things to do during and after the service 
And it says a magic show, a speech poem, montage, cameos with TV or sports people, mitzvah bingo about your uh, your your guest of honor, uh, hire a comedian, show your montage, drive around parties, um, you know, have Zoom guests hold up signs that say Mazel Tov. Uh, pick 10 random guests to say something about, you know, the guest of honor. Like there's so many cool things that can be there's done. There's like a so Holy Grail right here. Yeah, yeah but I would, I would separate that from the service. That's the difference. I do not believe any of that belongs in the service. I feel like a bar mitzvah is about being able to read the Torah, to be called up as one of the men or women now who count. And the celebration that usually happens after, whether it's a luncheon or an evening party, you don't have to run them all smack into each other. That's the beauty of the internet. You can't sit that long. So separate it. I'm looking at it from two standpoints because you're you're right. I'm thinking at one point, yes, air the service. And then later that next day or later that day or even the next day, air, you know, do your party. But you may also say, you know what, it's hard to get a captive audience and everyone's got a million distractions. So you might say, all right. Wait, 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 wait. What distractions were home? (laughs) Every distraction at home. (laughs) Children, dogs, dinner. Yes. (laughs) So, So here's the thing. You give them less distractions. You send them meals from the caterer. You make sure they have everything they need. You let the guests know ahead of time what they need to do, what they need to prepare. Just like you guys sent me instructions. This is how you you know, you know, need to be set up. Besides the host, besides your tech and besides your platform, you need a planner who's going to put it all together and tell the guests what they need. Tell the, the family what they need to do and put the glue together of all the parts. It's really no different. And I think if you prep them like, you know, at 10 o'clock, we're going to do the service and at seven o'clock, we're going to have the party. It's no different than them putting it on their calendar as if they would have dressed up and gone out. And why can't they dress up? Why can't you have everybody send them a key pop, have it on during the service? There's so many things that we can do to make it more alive for the experience to happen and engage. I, I saw a planner online that I loved. She had her daughter's eighth birthday party through Zoom a couple of days ago. And they did a like a paint and sip kind of party. Um, where they had an artist. So first they sent out a uh, list of everything that the parents should buy, you know, buy a little uh, canvas, buy a couple paints or brushes. Um, and then they had an artist actually showing all the kids how to paint and everyone's following along on Zoom. And, you know, it's a- Now, what would like you that. use that, that, what's the Twitch would mm-hmm. be a great platform for that. Yep. yep. Right? Absolutely. You can uh, do a wine tasting that way. You can do, there's so many cool things. Oh. I- <clears throat> I take an art class every week online. We uh, we were I, I was telling I don't remember if it was Mike or Jordan, but there is a um, like a distillery in our area who's doing mixology classes where they are when you sign up, you drop they drop off the little alcohol bottles, all the bitters, all the you know fresh peels and limes, whatever, and then you sign on and then you do your mixing. So the answer is. You could have an engaging event, especially with extra materials. It's just now you drop it off the you know the day or two beforehand and say, do not break until party time or whatever it is. <laughs> but how cool is that for your doorbell to ring or you get the call, like I just left something on your door in anticipation of a party? 
Right. That's part of it. So I think the experiences we're missing right now are celebrating and getting excited about celebrating. Half of what life's about is planning the vacation, then right. taking it. Looking planning, for it, looking yeah. for it. Exactly. So let's give people something to look forward to. You want to engage them ahead. Um, our clock is ticking on the podcast timeline, but I want to shift for a second. There's just a couple things I want to touch on. Uh, future trends. We, we all realize that social distancing of some sort is here for a while, and it's going to mean you know different looks within the spaces of how people sit, uh, uses of dance floors, maybe seating kids in one room, seating kids in another. Heidi, do you have any advice for a family that right now is just starting the search, looking for a venue, you know, and I'm throwing you on the spot with this question, but not a family that's already booked and now dealing with the reschedule, but, you know, family today is shopping for their party that's going to be in 20 Real time with COVID conditions. Yeah. yeah and, and it's a real, th I have two clients right now who didn't plan the party, just did the service. This is real. And the hardest part of this is not knowing what restrictions will be under when their party happens. And we have plans and we don't have the timeline. And if everybody gets sick and the hospitals are overburdened, we're going backwards. So I feel like you need two plans. You need the, well, let's hope and pray if it's within the next year that we can have it in a venue with restrictions. And I would ask everyone to speak to their venues as they talk to them. What are you putting in place? What do you plan to do to keep us safe? And what are the restrictions on my numbers? And what are the restrictions on my time? What are, you know, all of that, because we're now going to look at room cleanings between events. They can't pack, you know how you like are waiting at the door to get your DJ equipment in and the last party hasn't rolled out yet. And you're like, I, I got, I got, I need two hours. We know well, that now, also. now we got to clean the room. How long does it take to do that? We got to think about other things. So the family who's shopping doesn't know that to even ask. And I would implore anyone right now to hire a professional who is on top of the situation and get them involved because they, the family doesn't know what to ask. These are all new questions. And a lot of people who aren't staying on top of the situation don't know what to ask. So I think it's imperative that they hire a professional company like yours, a planner who's involved, who's in on the conversations, who's reading the guidelines that are coming out and understands how the events are going to change as the phases open. Yeah, I, 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 this kind of goes back to what we started with, which is a great way to end the podcast also, is vendors working together in you know, I, I actually have heard from some venues that now are going to be much more strict on what vendors they even allow in there because of sanitary reasons. Um, vendors have to agree to sanitary precautions. Um, you know, we can't be rolling in speakers that are not sanitized into a newly sanitized room and things of that sort. So there's going to be a lot more exclusivity that's going to be coming out of you know, if you book my venue, you have to use these vendors or, you know, or we have to buy in X amount of precautions. You know, there's a lot of that going the in. Tr you're talking about trust at this yeah. point uh, because great. you and you have to trust your staff. I have they can't be sick. 
We have to trust our host has invited guests who aren't sick. We are all entering sort of, you know, into this together. So you want to be in a trusted relationship with everyone that's at that party. I mean, Jordan, we, we always say playing nice in the sandbox. I think it's now taking it to a whole other now level. Now you want to know yeah. who's going to be in the sandbox. You, you need to know. And you need to know that sand's clean. Yep. <laughs> New sand every time. But And I think that's important. And I think, you know, we're talking to vendors who are like, I'm not having any part of this. I'm going to wait it out till it's over. And I think they need to be honest with their clients about that then. And then recommend a vendor who is going to to meet the standards. The standards are changed a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy times. Heidi, I feel like we could do like a like a, a monthly series with you. There's like so. Much I would love it. Here. Like, I think you know we could touch base more often, and it changes every week. I think we <laughs> I wrote love it. I, you're probably one. I mean, and you know, just a kudos to you. Like you're on it, like and in so many different fashions, and you know, checking in so many different rooms and you know, different types of uh, chats and groups. And so hats off to you on really doing the research and, you know, doing the due diligence and, and, uh, and, and spearheading it, you know. Yeah. You and you'll see on our website, we've rewritten the entire website to address the situation now mm -hmm. so that if someone comes on, the pictures are still of live events. Unfortunately, that's what's going to draw people in. But the conversation is about how to do it. Um, and we're, we have one more page we're going to have from the homepage that'll be discussing virtual events once we really get that done. I think just like you, you're, we're, it's a new industry we're getting into. Heidi, so, let's talk about your business for just a second for those that are in your market that might be you know, seeking planning and advice, decoration. Sure. Um, we have event designers, event planners, and a complete art department and props. And we go from soup to nuts. We help people, even if they need to find a tutor for their bar mitzvah. We've been in the industry for so long that people are always calling us, you know, can we be a preferred vendor? So it's our job to, to know who's out there and what services they offer. So I encourage people who are looking to start there with us. There are others who come to us after having already done a lot of that, and we will bring them on at that point. A lot of times it's just decor that they need. We don't have decor to put out right now because nowhere to go. So now that's why the the venues are going to be platforms for a while and doing it this way. And, and your market is uh, Baltimore? We're in uh, Baltimore and we're in north of uh, D.C., like Gaithersburg and Montgomery County, Potomac is a lot of our areas. And um, we also go into Southern Pennsylvania. And I had a call for Delaware, too. So, you know, that's sort of our territory. Awesome. But I think with virtual events, we can all be all over the country. That's the truth. Without getting on airplanes. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. uh, thank you. I got a lot of articles to put up. I had three publications in the last 24 hours that uh, just, you know, put out some content that I've been putting out there about how to get your event designed now. I think your company name says it all, Innovative Party Planners. I mean, you you are, you're innovating every day and adjusting and um, a huge, huge compliment to you for that because a lot of people are stuck in their ways and or, or are afraid to change. And, you know, I, I, I spoke with the planner yesterday who just said, I, I'm going to close my doors until things get normal. Like, they weren't interested in virtual. They weren't interested in any taking on any risk. And, you know, she literally said, I, I might close my doors for the next year, year and a half until normal comes back. 
Um, whereas, you know, you're embracing it and, and running with the punches as we are. So I think 23 years behind me and learning that we just, you know, life doesn't have a script for tomorrow. So we get to write that. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to write. It came at us out of nowhere. And we're just going to go back at it. Heidi dropping bombs right here. I love it. I'm trying. Knowledge Hopefully you don't. No. On <laughs> I have. It's scary. It is so scary. I've it talked is. to so many parents. Not being in control is what is very scary. So, you know, find people who feel that they can help that situation out. Absolutely. So, Jordan, you want to close this one up? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, guys, it's been another amazing episode of Mastering Mitzvahs. Heidi, thank you so, so much. Did um, I earn my really crown? Quick, yeah. Can you, uh, really quick before we uh, sign off officially, can you drop, uh, like, your Instagram handles, your Facebook handles, email if people want to reach out and find you? Verbally, not uh, typing, right? Uh, so we've got a bunch of Instagram because it's uh, Innovative Party uh -huh. for the business. Mitzvah Pros for any parents or vendors who want to get involved on the education piece, you can follow my own, which is HID artist, Heidi artist. I think that was my AOL name like what, <laughs> years ago. Um, and then you can find us on Facebook. It's innovative party planners. Uh, mitzvah professionals will be the website. It's not up yet. And I'm also on Twitter as innovative party. There's also a huge Pinterest account under innovative party. That's awesome. Yeah, that's and what so we're cool. do is obviously Dylan, myself, Mike, we'll, we'll drop all those, uh, those links into the, uh, the comment bed for everybody to grab them. Thank and you. Mike, what were you going to say? What were you going to say something? Jordan, you normally ask our, our guests, you know, what are your handles? And it's, uh, uh, uh like, how do yeah. you rapid fire them? That you know what? I felt very confident in my, this one. I feel okay. Like little honest. secret before my 23 years as an event designer, I have a degree in marketing and advertising and graphics. Awesome. Well, it all comes into good use. It here. does. Yeah. It's a threat from all angles, bro. That's Dylan, it. any final? Now, I'm embracing everybody. I'm not a threat. I, I really want y'all to feel anybody, any questions, throw them at well, us. These guys are great, too, by the way. This like, is awesome. And thank you so much. And I, I could definitely tell by the vibe and the energy, this is definitely the uh, first of many. So once again, guys, Mastering Mitzvahs, uh, our live podcast right here, episode 62. Thank you to everybody for tuning in today. And uh, we'll be posting this link up for you guys to listen to it later. And thank you guys of, uh, for Dylan having Weisner, me. Mike Langsner and myself, it has been real. And we will catch you guys next time. Thank you.